For decades, America has struggled to combat the harms of drug use, but the harms have increased and the fight is endless because we've been wrong. What if we changed our drug policies to actually decrease the harms of drug use and increase thriving for all of us? Our criminal approach to drugs had a beginning and it will have an end. Join us on the journey to end it for good. Welcome back to the End It For Good podcast. I'm Christina Dent, your host, along with Mike Madison, my co-host and producer. Today, we're going to do a uh, response um, to an article that was written. uh, It was actually written about two years ago now, but it still pops up uh, in rounds on Facebook. I see it going around um, as people reshare it. Uh, The article is called Marijuana Devastated Colorado, Don't Legalize It Nationally. It was printed in USA Today. The author is Jeff Hunt, who is the vice president of public policy at Colorado Christian University. Um, I'm getting this off the article, so maybe some of this has changed in the last two years. But this article brings up uh, the reason why we want to do the episode on it is because uh, all of the uh, arguments that he's making in the article are arguments people are still making. So even though the article is two years old, the content is still extremely relevant because a lot of people are still talking about these um, points that he makes and are writing other articles about them. He just makes a lot of them all in one place. So it was a great article to kind of um, respond to. So Mike and I are going to talk through um, some of his points about why he thinks uh, legal adult use marijuana is a terrible thing in Colorado. He's from Colorado, lives there. Um, so Mike, he says arrests are higher now. Now he's talking about youth arrests because overall arrests, uh, of course, are down as we're not arresting this mass market of adults for marijuana anymore. Um, so to me, the fact that youth arrests are higher seems to kind of make logical sense. You've got, you know, all these resources of the drug war that aren't being pointed at adults for marijuana use um, anymore. And, and so seems kind of natural that there would be more more focus on the people who are still being criminalized, which is youth. Yeah, well, that's really my problem with most of this article is there's not a lot of uh, of explanation of why these things would take place um, in a lot of these things. Um, and, and and I guess we, we've talked about this a lot. <clears throat> this article falls into this this crack that I think everybody has when they talk about any kind of legalization or changing really any policy, and that is holding it up to the light of perfection. That if there's any any downside whatsoever, then we don't want to you know we don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. The point is the drug war as it stands right now is so monumentally bad and had so many bad things that um, just heading in the right direction is is an improvement. I'm getting a little tongue tied on this. It is just this idea that pointing to everything that does not go perfect when you make a change out of a bad policy is a way to just keep yourself stuck in a bad policy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the headline to the story is, you know, and, and again, because you and I both recognize it's not perfect. I mean, right. I would imagine yeah. the legalization in Colorado, somebody who might never have tried marijuana if it stayed illegal because they were scared to break the law have gone and tried marijuana now. I would say that's probably happened. Right. But on it's you have to balance. It's a whole thing of risk and reward and balancing everything. But the headline to this thing is marijuana devastated Colorado. Don't legalize it nationally. Well, I know a lot of people from Colorado. As a matter of fact, just got back from a week in Colorado. I'm not saying that everything has gone perfectly and that they don't have some challenges like any state around any policy that they implement, be it education or drugs or prisons or or traffic. They all got problems. Mer- devastated Colorado is that's an insane headline. 
So another one of his uh, points is that there's still uh, racially disparate uh, policing. Um, and so so he brings it up as kind of this point to not legalize. But, but really what legal marijuana has done is given less ability for racially disparate policing. So uh, we know nationwide that African-American and Latino people are arrested at higher rates for marijuana uh, possession than white people are, even though white males are the highest users of marijuana and white and black people in general use at uh, similar rates. Um, And yet we have uh, policing skews towards um, minority communities. And so uh, that this is not a legalization issue. This is a policing issue. This is uh, just having more people that can be racially disparately policed is is not the solution to the fact that there is still racially disparate policing happening. Right. Um, that we have fewer people that that's happening to. That's a positive. And and to to help fix that more, I would say we need to to roll back more of the inappropriate ways that we're policing people um, on drug charges. I would say um, th- that's not a reason to say well since it hasn't fixed. Like you said, every issue, um, then, you know, it, it, it isn't good. I, that's a great point that you're making. It's kind of this like perfection or nothing. So I think a lot of people come at reform on drug policy thinking that we're at a neutral position. Like we're, we're kind of in neutral and any right. change that yeah. we make, if there's any negative downside to that, then obviously it's a negative change. But but the negative downsides that we're currently living with are so high that, like you said, even even taking away half of them or a fourth of them, or I think it would take away three fourths of them, is just this monumental decrease of harm that we're currently living with. Like we're not in a neutral position right now. We're in this like catastrophic harm. And so, you know, are a few people, like you said, are a few more people going to try marijuana because it's legal? Probably so. Is it going to empty out all of these people out of our jails and prisons and other right. you know criminal justice impacts and child custody and being barred from educational opportunities because of drug charges and now they can't get a job and all these other harms that could go away? And yeah, there is some trade-off there that we might have some more people try it um, that wouldn't have otherwise. Now, people like me aren't going to because I'm not interested in it, no matter <laughs> if it's legal or illegal. Um, but some people are. And that's, yes, I absolutely agree. That's probably going to happen. People are going to try it who wouldn't have otherwise. But if you look at Colorado's use rates, they have not gone through the roof. Um, you know, it's increased by like 2% over right. the last years that they have legalized. And that's even if you take into consideration, you know, one of the things people say, all oh, these people are moving to Colorado to use marijuana. Well, even even with everything that's happened, their youth rate, their use rate for adults has only upticked slightly, uh, which means pretty much everybody who wanted to be smoking marijuana in Colorado was already doing it before it was legal. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, I just spent a week out there. It was kind of interesting to watch the store thing um, just because it's, um, you know, I mean, I haven't been around that. We don't have that in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. It looks like a liquor store. It looks like a wine store. I mean, you know, that's the that's what they've put together um, out there. And this article in particular just does not address any of the, the harms that are coming right now. Mm-hmm. You would really think reading this article that we have unleashed the kraken here of just bad uh, of consequences about this, this marijuana law. And, and everything was just going swimmingly in Colorado before this happened. And mm-hmm. that's just quite simply not the case. But none of that's mentioned in this article. Yeah. And I was telling you— uh, I ran across a story. The, the thing that drives me nuts on these things, it's the headlines. It's, it's the idea that this is a guy from Colorado saying that Colorado's been devastated because a lot of people do not read stories. They just read headlines. 
Yeah. They read headlines. I saw a headline on the Drudge Report, which is, uh, I'm not going to pull them up right now, but it's tens of millions of people a day go to the Drudge Report and they scan the headlines. It's a great news aggregator. You can kind of see what's going on across the country in a few minutes by reading all the headlines. And there was this headline that said, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but paraphrasing, uh, Colorado sees dramatic rise in crime after marijuana legalization. And I clicked through on it because of my interest in the topic. It was actually a link to a letter to the editor by one dude, you know, and he ha- it was about three to four sentence paragraph where the last sentence of the paragraph was. Um, and we all know that crime's gone up in Colorado ever since they legalized. That was what that headline on Drudge Report. So tens of millions of people saw this as a headline that sounds like it came from a study or from law enforcement or some reputable source. It was just some guy in an op-ed thing. So hmm. the, the power of the media yeah. to shape these things without yep. digging down into them, because I guarantee you I'm one of the only people that clicked through that headline and noticed that it was not yeah. based on anything. Yeah. You know, and it, everybody else just sticks it in their mind. Gosh, yeah. I want to be like Colorado. Crime right. must be through the roof there. Exactly. Um, and really, research has shown in it, wherever dispensaries are opened, the crime in that community decreases. So it's removing part of the black market, uh, the underground market, there's less happening on the street corners, less other, you know, all all of the crime that's related to the underground market. And so it is actually decreasing crime in communities where there are dispensaries open. It's completely opposite of what, you know, the opposition wants to believe in the stories that they tell and the headlines that they're willing to uh, post, even if there's actually no research behind them. It's just... Somebody says, well, you know, my car got broken into. It must be because we legalized marijuana or you know, right, something right. like that. Yeah. It's like, well, that that's not a way to actually determine what's, what's happening somewhere. Um, so another one of his points is that poison control and ER visits are on the rise. What do you think about that? Well, I think, um, you know, that's that's an encouraging thing to me. That means that people who might have had some kind of adverse effect, obviously, if somebody's tried something for the first time. They don't know how it's going to affect them. They may think something's wrong. I mean, but that people would actually go into the medical community and say, "Uh oh, I think I've got a problem here where before they might have run away from, you know, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. wanted to go to the hospital. Yeah, they because, want to get arrested. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to walk in there and go, hey, I'm stoned and uh, something's wrong. They think you're being handcuffed to a gurney. So that's probably a positive. Yeah. Even just thinking about ER visits, um, you know, I've had children in the ER with <laughs> various things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, ER doctors say, uh, the number one thing that children come into the ER for is, you know, trampolines and monkey bars. I mean, that's just, you know, for, for broken bone stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just kids are breaking broken, you know, breaking bones all the time from trampolines and monkey bars. So we could look at that and say we have to ban trampolines and monkey bars because kids, our ER visits are increasing for broken bones. But we haven't. We've said, you know what? You may allow your children to use trampolines and monkey bars now. It is the number one reason of, you know, broken bones in children. But you can take that risk if you want to. Uh, We don't say just because something is a a way that somebody could break a bone, we have to ban the thing. Or, we, you know, just because it's a way for them to end up in the ER, nobody would be driving cars if that was the case. I mean, there there is, like you said, there's this this risk-reward part of it. And and we allow people to make those choices. And we don't say we're going to ban every conceivable thing that could possibly harm you. Uh, We say we look at it and say, well, you know, is this... Is this something we should, you know, allow people to do or is it just so, you know, is it something that needs to be banned? And there, you know, I think are very few things that that would fall into because the harms of criminalizing something are just 
so much greater than the potential for harm of you know allowing the thing to operate in the legal market. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a proponent uh, on my regular radio show of something I want to start because you know the the idea is government's going to keep us safe from any bad consequence of anything at any time ever. That it's all about uh, we're being protected you know from ourselves largely, particularly when you're trying to legislate behavior. And I'm an advocate for the shower harness, which is, and I've kind of designed this in my head, it's kind of a, a mesh type thing that you have to get into when you go into the shower. You can't be trusted. You know how slippery showers are. <laughs> Do you know the number of people that are injured in the shower every year? I don't have it in front of me, but I've looked it up. You have to go into this harness when you go in to take a shower so we can protect the people. Here's the thing, though. A lot of people will just go around the harness. They won't use it. So we have to install a government-mandated video camera. You have to be surveilled in the shower <laughs> to make sure that you are properly putting the harness on. And I think we could save a lot of lives that way, Christina. <laughs> it just depends on, I mean, how far, oh you know, how far are we going to go right. down this idea to protect everybody from everything all the time? Yeah. And that's my absurd example yeah. of that. Right. So that's a, fun, that's a funny thing. But, it, but the point stands of we are making risk-reward choices all the time right. in our lives. Even if we have legal cars, you could choose not to use them. I drove to the studio this morning in my car, 30 minutes away, on a highway going 65. I know people die every day doing that, and I chose to do it because that's, that's one of the choices we've made as a culture is to allow motor vehicles to operate even though we know thousands of people are going to die in them. That isn't to, to, to negate the harms of driving in a motor vehicle or losing somebody in a car accident. That's so horrific. But it is that we have acknowledged in so many ways that there are inherent harms to just life. Right. And we're going to allow people to make their own choices about a lot of those harms. Unfortunately, we have not chosen to allow them to make their own choices about substances. We've tried to force those choices on them to um, terrible uh things that have actually come from that trying to force them on. So one of his points is that um, some regulators are being indicted for corruption. Um, (laughs) So under prohibition, though, there are no regulators. So there's there's 100% of the regulation is gangs and cartels, which means they're all corrupt. Uh, To me, that just isn't... That's one of his lamest ones. We have fewer regulators, you know, there's at least some regulation. Uh, Of course, there's going to be some corruption, but... No regulation is better than some regulation. Well, I mean, and that's the that. thing. It, you know, you, you're. I don't know what his baseline is for this story. You would think his baseline was that that Colorado had never had a corrupt official ever before, and then all of a sudden they legalized marijuana, and holy cow, they found five. You know, there are corrupt people that are involved in in liquor boards around the country. There's there are people who designate where a highway or a road's going to be placed based on somebody connected to property. You know what I mean? I mean, this is just his baseline. There is no baseline for his story here. Uh, and to point to that and, and even make an issue of it, it, it doesn't make any – it just doesn't move the needle on anything. Right. It doesn't you – know. it's not a reason to not no. regulate. It's right. just pointing out that, hey, as with all things, there's some corrupt people right. out there. Same thing is true in the marijuana industry as it is in every other industry. Corruption in government. Who would have ever thought it? <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Mike's, I am Mike's shocked. libertarianism coming out. <laughs> uh, so one of his other points is that students are getting poorer grades and failing more classes. Uh, again, unrelated in my view. There are lots of reasons why students get poor grades and fail classes, and we don't try to legislate those. We don't legislate bedtimes. We don't legislate how you spend your time, how much time you have to study every day. 
uh, we, we just don't. We, we just allow time. screen time. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about seriously like a like what could be considered some level of a public health crisis right now. They're having vision problems and sleep uh, deprivation mm-hmm. around screen times. So, yeah. again, I mean, it's. Yeah. There, it's just not. It, it may be a very valid thing. You may have people who are, you know, even over age using marijuana and failing their classes. Um, but that's just not a reason to prohibit marijuana. Right. It might be a reason to have some kind of you know public health campaign around you know people are more successful in college who don't smoke marijuana if that's the case. Uh, but to say that that's a reason to criminalize it, w- what we're really saying there is instead of them being in college and getting poorer grades, we would prefer them to be in jail. I mean that, yeah, that's right. that's the other thing that you know that's the. That's the the trade-off. Are we willing to have more people in jail so that we attempt to protect some people from using marijuana and maybe getting poorer grades? Um, It it just is not a a trade-off that that I would certainly want to make. Um, Another one of his points is that teen use rates have risen. So I'm going to spend a minute giving uh, data on this because this is important. A lot of people are worried about whether or not this makes it more accessible to um, youth if you legalize. Uh, So multiple sources have found that youth use has actually declined. So his source is a report that's created by one of the main implementers of drug prohibition in the U.S., which does not mean that, you know, it can't be trusted, but the stakes are high for them in maintaining prohibition. So it's certainly not a neutral party. It's also um, uh, the report is funded federally by uh, dollars that specifically cannot be used to advocate for legalization. So anything they find that would would be positive for legalization, they they. They're not allowed to report that because this report can't be used to report anything that would be a positive for um, legalization. So if we look at what the National Survey on Drug Use and Health found uh, is that teen use dropped by 12 percent from 2014 to 2015, which is the year that the retail shops opened in Colorado for adult use. Um, The Colorado Department of Health and the Environment also found in their 2015 Healthy Kids survey that marijuana use declined almost 4 percent. Um, from 2009, which is three years prior to legalization, to 2015, which is the year uh, after retail shops open. And then Washington, Alaska, and Oregon have also had either stable youth use rates after legalization or declines as well. So this may, it may seem crazy at first glance. You might think, no, 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 now that there's, you know, marijuana in these dispensaries, youth are just going to be using it more. But if you think about under prohibition, it's as easy for a 13-year-old to get marijuana on a street corner as it is a 33-year-old. They both go to someone who's breaking the law. That dealer takes them both. They're equal customers as long as you've got money. No dealers on the street are checking ID. But with legalization for adults, there's now this huge legal market to sell to adults. And now the underground market on the street corner is far smaller. They're really just selling mostly to um, youth and maybe a few adults who are willing to buy some random concoction on a street corner to save a few dollars. The vast majority of people aren't. If you think about alcohol, there's not a big underground alcohol market. People just aren't willing to buy whatever you concocted in your backyard. Um, unless, you know, they know you and somebody made it and is giving it to you as a gift, which people do, to, you know. I've been to Phoebe, um, Mississippi before and tried moonshine. Right. It does still exist up there. Right. It, it does is exist. Horrible. And the, most, the vast majority of people have no interest in that. They want to go to a store where they know right. this is the brand I buy. This is the proof that it is. Um, so for, for an adult use dispensary to risk their license to sell to an underage youth, I mean, it just is, that's a huge risk for them to take. Um, and the majority of them aren't going to do that. They don't want to risk this huge adult market just to sell to, you know, some kid who comes in wanting some. And with dispensaries there, you have to be 21 to even enter 
enter. Right. Like you, you can't go in there at all unless you are over 21. You can't go browse or go in with a parent who's going to get some. You, there's nobody in there other than people who are um, over 21. So um, it's just not a, a great trade-off. So the, the research that's out there, um, there's a lot of research saying youth use either stays stable or it actually goes down, um, which makes sense logically when you think of we put it behind a, behind a counter instead of just on every street corner. Yeah. So he says the black market has increased, not decreased. Um, there's So it has decreased overall by about 70%, but there is still an underground market there. Um, so th- my question, you know, to him would be, is it is it better to have a 100% underground market or 30% underground market? You know, to me, that's that's a huge win, 70%. Uh, that last 30%, I think maybe that's, maybe it's too tightly regulated or maybe it's too highly taxed. Um, any kind of uh, inappropriate form of regulation can still allow the bl- uh, underground market to thrive. Well, because, taxation, you know, that's, that's going to be the biggest thing that mm-hmm, continues a black yeah. market is because what happens with these things is that politicians start to see the dollars flow in and they start saying, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. you know there's a lot of pricing pressure that they can put on top of people. If, if you're able to go into a store and get it and not go to jail, they will certainly, they, you know what I mean? There's a lot right. of latitude in that. So they will pile on taxes in certain areas, which will just assure a black market. I mean, right. uh, but there's no, I'm looking at what he says here. It just says the marijuana black market has increased in Colorado, not decreased. There's no citation for that. There's no, I mean, there's yeah. no context for that whatsoever. It's just one line in the story. Yeah. Um, and then his last point that we'll talk about, because this is also a big issue that I hear people talk about all the time, is that traffic deaths related to marijuana have increased um, post-legalization. So there has been a small rise in the fatality rate um, overall in Colorado traffic deaths. It's important to look that, that, at that, though, on a continuum, um, a line over the last 10 or 15 years. So Colorado traffic deaths today are lower than they were, you know, five years before marijuana was legalized. Um, they've upticked a little bit in the years post-legalization, but they actually have done that same thing here in Mississippi. We don't uh-huh. have legal marijuana. Um, but the, that same trend of uh, slowly decreasing over time and then over the last few years, um, a slight increase in traffic deaths has been the case uh, in here in Mississippi. We don't even have, you know, any sort of legal marijuana here um, as they do in, in Colorado. i phones. I bet you Maybe. Uh, More people on their phones. Absolutely. Text. And, it could be. Yeah, social, yeah. So part of what Colorado did, too, um, there are some studies that say, you know, we're, we're having more people in traffic accidents testing positive for marijuana. Well, they're now testing everybody for who is in a traffic accident for positive, you know, whether or not they test positive for marijuana. They weren't doing that before. So you would automatically expect to see a bigger uptick in the number of people testing positive when you actually test more people. Right. Um, Another part of it is at one point, I'm not sure if they're still doing that, they were testing both parties. So the person who was at fault and the person who wasn't at fault. Um, I, for me, that does not seem like a an adequate way to, to determine whether marijuana yeah. had anything to do with this at all, to test somebody who was not at fault in a traffic accident. Um and marijuana, you know, can stay in your system right, for yeah, 30 days. Yeah. So you can, you know, you're high for a couple hours. Uh, from what I've read, I have no personal experience. But it can stay in your system for 30 days. So just even because you test positive for marijuana um, is is no indicator of whether or not you are actually impaired in your driving uh, while you're doing that. So I think um, 
you know, there's more development being done on better marijuana testing. How can we test if you're actually high, you know, how high the, the content um, in your body is, and can we tell whether or not you are impaired? And those are the kinds of market innovations that need to happen. It's not that we need to go back to putting everybody in jail for using marijuana. It's that we need to say, okay, now how can we develop better public safety mechanisms? So how can we develop better testing so that we can tell whether somebody is driving impaired or not? I'm certainly not advocating for impaired driving. Um, That's terrible, just like it is with alcohol. Um, But it's... There just isn't much to this, uh, the claim that, you know, there's more traffic deaths because of, you know, uh, marijuana legalization. So um, they have, for the most part, um, there just has not been that. And any change in it um, could be just the fact that traffic deaths have risen in other places, too. Uh, And that's been found in Oregon and Alaska, Washington State, post-legalization. All of those have adult use marijuana now. Um, all of them have just comparable traffic fatality rates to what they had before. And if they've gone up at all, it is it is also seen in surrounding states that don't have legal adult use marijuana. So there doesn't seem to be any relation between traffic deaths and marijuana legalization. Yeah. Let me say that again. There is no indication that there is <laughs> any uh, impact on traffic deaths and marijuana legalization. Which isn't to say that no one ever dies from a crash that was marijuana involved. It is to say that legalizing marijuana does not increase the chances of that. And that's been found by the Cato Institute, Drug Policy Alliance, Washington Post. Uh, all of them have found similar data in the um, uh, in the research that is out there on that. So, um, again, as always, I would say, you know, Jeff Hunt is a Christian. I am a Christian. He is my brother in Christ. We disagree on this issue, but... Um, I, you know, respect him as a person and um, just want to bring another perspective to um, his putting his thoughts out there to say this is the other side of that, um, of of that, so that people can make a better determination of, of what they want to support going forward. Uh, we did another episode like this in episode 16. Mike and I talked about um, religious objections from other places, particularly the uh, ethics and religious liberties Um Commission of the Southern Baptist uh, Convention um, uh, had released an article written by someone about marijuana, desiring God. Uh, We responded to some of those um, articles and some of the arguments that they made there. So you can check out episode 16 if you want to check out more uh, responses to popular uh, news pieces. And particularly in episode 16, we're dealing with um, religious objections to legalization. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mike, for being with us and doing all of our um, production. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, And we always love for you to share content with your circles and to um, leave us a review. So you can do that on iTunes. You can do that uh, on Facebook and help more people find us and more people enter in this conversation. That is how change happens. It happens by more people changing their minds. The only way people change their minds is if they are invited to, not shamed, invited to by somebody that they trust. And that's you. So how do we end our criminal approach to drugs? By changing one mind at a time. Many people are only willing to have this conversation when they are invited to by someone they trust. That's you. Invite your friends, family, and people in your circle of influence to consider a better way. At End It For Good, our hope is that people who hear will become people who tell. Join the movement to end it for good.